0: All right, everybody. Mike Mikowski here with just a thought. I'm going to be talking about a topic that's been on my mind for a while and it's going to be kind of a fun topic. So just get ready for it. Put on your seatbelts and uh, hang on tight, guys, because I'm going to be talking about dating. Yes, that's right. I'm going to be talking about the dating scene. So, but now, now, before I begin, I want to say a few precursors. All right. I'm 56 years old. I've been married for 36, 34 years. So I've not personally been in the dating scene for a long time. But I want you to know something. I still date my wife. We still go out on dates. And I keep that dating thing going with her. And, uh, you know, it's been fun. Even after 34 years, it's been fun. And we still date each other all the time. Every, and we try to do it every week. Go on some type of date. So I have been dating my wife. Just saying. All right. But for those of you men that are single... My heart goes out to you, man. It's crazy out there. And I'm glad I'm not you. I'm just saying, I'm glad I'm not you, all right? And and hey, if you've been married and it ended in divorce, I cannot imagine the pain. And I'm sure getting back into the dating scene must be very difficult, all right? And my heart and prayers are always for
1: you guys, okay? Okay. Uh Okay, so
0: what I do have going for me is That I've been discipling and coaching men for a long time now. And dating, it just seems to be getting more complicated, more difficult for men and women. But I'm going to be talking to you men out there, okay? I'm going to be sticking to talking to you guys. So hopefully, we can talk man to man here and bring some light to what's going on, all right? We know from the beginning of mankind, it was said that it's not good for a man to be alone. Why? Well, guys, we need help in this life. I mean, I'm just being honest, man. We need help. We need help in a big way when it comes to just doing life. And that's why we need a helpmate. And God knew that. So whether you are new to the dating scene, or you have been doing, or at least trying to date for years, there's some basic thoughts that I want to use to encourage you. Now, there are so many definitions out there of dating and what it means, so I can understand the confusion, all right, I get it, and I found this definition that I think holds true to dating, and here's the definition. Dating is where two people who are attracted to each other spend time together to see if they also can stand to be around each other most of the time. If this is successful, they develop a relationship. I I know, I know, I know, hang on. But Mike, it's way more complicated than that. You don't understand. You obviously don't get it, right? Listen, the only reason it's complicated is because you are making it that way. Now now settle down, all you on-fire Christian men who are saying that this definition is totally unbiblical and doesn't follow scripture. Take a breath. Breathe in, blow out. Breathe in,
1: blow out. Okay, okay, okay. You ready?
0: There are no dating scriptures in the Bible. Zero. None. There are no scriptures in the Bible, contextually, that teach us how to date. Now, I know. Some of you are thinking of 2 Corinthians 6.14, where it says, Don't teen up. Or be unequally yoked with those who are unbelievers. How can a righteous be a partner? How can righteousness be a partner with wicked? How can light live with darkness? Listen, this is not a dating scripture. This is talking about going into business together, co-leading a company, even co-leading a ministry. It's talking about how a small oxen and large oxen are yoked together, does not work, ends up going in circles. Now listen. Can you apply it to the dating, to dating or relationships? Of course. Does this concept help? Mm, maybe yes. But if you're going to apply it to dating to where it keeps you from dating somebody that's an unbeliever, then you may have to take it all the way to what it actually means and quit your job because your boss is an unbeliever and you're yoked to them in some fashion. That's where you get your paycheck. So, I mean, if you're going to think it's that way, then there's a lot of things that you need to change in your life to get out of your life because somebody is an unbeliever. All right? So then this scripture comes to mind. 1 Corinthians 15, 33. Don't be fooled by those who say such things. For bad company corrupts good character. Now listen, this pertains to anyone you are in some type of relationship with. And when you think about it, This is everyday life, guys. I mean, come on. This is everyday life. In fact, we are called into bad company to be witnesses of Jesus Christ to a dying world. We're called into the world, not to run from it. So when you think about that, that's going to be happening to us all the time, and we need to be a witness of Jesus Christ to these people. But listen, my favorite scripture is this one, because if a man would follow this, we might regain respect in this world again. But it's not a dating scripture. But it is Paul talking to who he's discipling, Timothy. So it's from 1 Timothy 5, 1 and 2. It says, Never speak harshly to an older man, but appeal to him respectfully as you would to your own father. Talk to younger men as you would to your own brothers. Here you go. Treat older women as you would your mother, and treat younger women with all purity as you would your own sisters. Okay. Listen now. Every woman you meet, apply this scripture and treat them this way, like your mom and your younger sister. Do I need to say anything else about the
1: scripture? All right, I'll say no more. All right? Now, with those verses out of the way, let's talk
0: man to man. My first encouragement to you is stop making dating so difficult and complicated. Remember... It's just a date. Two people going for coffee to get to know each other. It's not an interview for a job. You don't need to bring your resume with your five biblical core beliefs, the denomination or church you belong to, or what is your mission for life. It's a date, you guys. Listen, dating is supposed to be easy. Because marriage is what's hard. So stop making dating hard, thinking that it will make marriage easy. It just... Doesn't work. Okay. So stop making dating so difficult and complicated. My second encouragement is this. Take time to get to know one another. Everyone has a story and you really never know someone until you know their story. So listen, people talk the way they talk, think the way they think, act the way they act and even believe the way they believe because of the situations, because of situations that have happened in their life story. Instead of judging them on the first date because they say or do something that you don't like, try to discover where that comes from. Get to know them and if anything, you may become good friends. This whole thought about ending the relationship after the first date because of something you dislike is pretty haughty and basically prideful. In one three-hour time of hanging out, they don't measure up to your standards? Wow! Really?
1: Who made you judge? All right? So take
0: time to get to know each other. All right? Another thing is be open and honest, not prepared and ready for the date. Listen, (laughs) the biggest and most damaging of any male and female relationship is misunderstanding. So many men that I have talked to seem like they have to get ready for the big game when it comes to the dating someone. Prepare for the letdown. Hurt pain and ready themselves by putting up all these guards based off of past relationships where they have been hurt. This person that you are dating is not the Susan that hurt you in your past. This is somebody totally different. And if you go into it with Susan on your mind, you'll find Susan in Sally, even if it's not there. And that's not fair to that person, that she is being judged by a past bad relationship that you have had. Be open and honest about who you are. And what you love about life. Tell your story and listen to theirs. Be honest about how you feel toward her. Whether you are interested in her or why. Or after a few dates you're not interested in her and why. Yes, guys, feelings may be hurt a little. But that's part of dating. And at least you are truthful and honest. Instead of giving mixed signals because you don't want to hurt her feelings. I don't want to get hurt again. That's a big cry that I hear from men. I don't want to get hurt again. Well, you guys, if you're going to keep dating, that too bad. Sorry. As long as you're dating, it's going to happen. This is reality. I mean, what do you actually think? That you won't get hurt after you're married? Hmm. Okay. That's a interesting thought. There is a famous statement that men make to women and women make to men when they don't want to continue in a relationship. And it's this, you deserve somebody better. Okay, that's just not even a good excuse, all right? You deserve someone better. It's just a dishonest way of saying, I don't like you enough to continue dating. Or it's a self-pity statement because you, as men, feel that you don't measure up because you have a low self-esteem and no confidence as a man. Either way, be truthful, open, honest. Here's another thing. Relationships are supposed to be an adventure, guys, a mystery, a challenge to embrace. Too many of of us men are hoping to discover all the flaws this woman may have so you can know all there is to know and not be surprised one day. Really? Where is the adventure in that? I mean, come on. I love in the book Wild at Heart by John Eldridge, there are two quotes that are just amazing. One is, life is not a problem to be solved. It's an adventure to be lived. So often guys that are in the dating role try to look for the problems that this relationship is going to pre- present, and so instead of looking at it as an adventure, you look at it as a problem, and you got to fi- you may have to fix some things in this person. It's not a problem. she's not a problem to be solved. It's an adventure to be lived. And then I love this second quote: "Most men spend the energy of their lives trying to eliminate risk or squeezing it down to a more manageable size. This is what most men in a dating relationship are doing. They go on them, looking for potential problems, and they're definitely trying to know everything they can know about the person to eliminate the risk. The whole point of dating is the adventure, man. The mystery. The risks. What you get to discover about her. To know someone is about discovering who they really are as a person and getting that sense of the relationship could be interesting and maybe even fun. Differences are just different, guys. They're not wrong. So stop making their differences wrong. You can have a difference of opinion, but the same heart. Take time to discover the heart behind the opinion. You never know. You may have the same heart. Another suggestion. Stop looking for you. I have talked to so many men that are dating, whether it be a divorced man or a man that has never been married and is 35 and still single. I've asked them, why haven't you, now why haven't you found the woman of your dreams, the woman you're going to marry? And the typical answer that I get, especially from Christian men are twofold. One answer is, I just haven't found the right one yet, or it's all in God's timing. So after this is said to me and told me those, those two statements, my typical question is, what's taking you and God so long? I mean, you're 35 years old. And you're still single and never been married. What's what's taking you and God so long? Because, see, I believe both statements are cop-outs for what's truly going on. Let me explain what I'm saying. Just settle down. The single men that I have talked with, I have asked to do a couple things. And one of them is to tell me, what are the characteristics of a woman you would like to marry? And when they give me the list, some have five things. Most of them have about 35 things. I read the list, and 99% of the time, my response is the same to that list. And this response is, so, you're looking for you to
1: marry. Hmm. Huh.
0: I I wouldn't want to marry me. I mean, first off, I have way too many flaws. And I am, like Paul says in the Bible, sinners, I am the worst, all right? Second, how boring that relationship would be after two years of marriage it would just get boring no surprise no adventure no mystery boring it may feel great for the first 3 to 5 years but after that nope i uh, wouldn't want to marry me all right now <laughs> you may be the guy listening to this okay and is egotistical and narcissistic and actually you like yourself a lot and think you're just really that awesome and if that's you you're going to be single for a long time so just embrace the singleness all right because why no one can measure up to the greatest you but someone can add to you and make you better but they're probably
1: going to be a little different than you so it boils down to one thing
0: guys fear of commitment listen after saying all this it's not about dating is hard you're going to get hurt again finding the right one god's timing soulmates or even if you're ready it's about fear of commitment come on let's face it there are so many bad relationships out there that you're just afraid to commit to any one woman so you make spiritual excuses and really it's just a spiritual fomo and because of this fear to commit to one person for the rest of your life You would rather continue in the struggle of loneliness, porn, masturbation, and depression, denying the body from the things that God has designed your body to do. So you find every way possible to fulfill that longing in your heart to be with someone in all the wrong ways. Come on, guys. Don't
1: make it difficult or complicated. Take time to get to know one another. Be open and honest, not prepared and ready. Relationships are about adventure, risk, and mystery. Stop looking for someone just like you. And hey, get out of this fear of commitment. Okay? Get out of this fear of commitment.
0: But I want to just start from the beginning. When it comes to men and women, Genesis 2.18, Then the Lord God said, It's not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. Now, when you connect the scripture with Paul's opinion on marriage and see why this is important, 1 Corinthians 7:8-9. So I say to those who aren't married and to widows, it's better to stay unmarried, just as I am. But if they can't control themselves, they should go ahead and marry. It's better to marry than to burn
1: with lust. And single men just live.
0: In this reality that, one, it's not good for you to be alone, man. And two, God will and has made a helper for you. I love the translation of the scripture in the New Living Translation. Where it says, make a helper who is just right for him.
1: Notice it doesn't say, made just like him. I think of a woman caught in the act of adultery
0: and was brought to Jesus by the Pharisees, naked, and I am sure ashamed for what she was doing. Notice they didn't bring the man who actually was the instigator of the adultery, or at least had to be
1: fulfilling the role that it made, that made it adultery. And they said, Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law
0: of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? Jesus writes in the sand and then says, All right, let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. When the accusers, get that, the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest, and only Jesus was left. He says to this woman, Where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? She said, No, Lord. Then Jesus said, Neither do I. Condemn you, go and
1: sin no more. It's such a beautiful story. And you may be asking, why why this
0: story, Mike? Well, because I cannot imagine the pressure women get put under when a Christian guy especially asks her out on a date
1: and he shows up and he has and he has all these
0: expectations of her. She shows up many times naked and ashamed, and probably hurt by other men. Now to be judged by a man as looking for what is wrong if she measures up to what he thinks a Christian woman should be like. Oh man, it seems to me that dating has
1: become pretty pharisaical because the men are just unconfident and afraid to commit. And then choose not to go out with her again because he finds a flaw And stones are for it. Maybe not to her face, but to others. If this is you, man, stop it. Just stop. You who have never sinned. Throw the first stone. No wonder women are so guarded and afraid.
0: Listen. Guys. God has created all women in his image, not yours. I'm going to say that again. God has created all women in his image, not yours. Take the adventure of dating and begin to, by discovering her and the image that God made her in. Maybe you'll marry her. Maybe you'll get to share stories and possibly gain a friend. Either way, you can be satisfied because you did not put all these expectations on them and just actually got to be yourselves and her herself. Guys, listen, man, God has a woman for you and is ready for you. She's probably just looking for a man who will accept her for who she is and sweep her off her feet and be that knight in shining armor that every woman needs and is looking for. Be that, and you'll have a good relationship. Okay? Make dating an adventure to experience, not a job interview. The women that you date, treat them in a way that helps them to see there are still good men out there. Make a safe place where they can be themselves and share their true stories. Instead of making dating so difficult, make it an impression of a man after God's own heart when it comes to relating to women.
1: Amen. I hope this helped. Talk to you soon. Strength and honor.